You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to day six of the World Cup Minute. My name is Josh. I'm with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Josh, I think it's time. We have to admit that the U.S. men's team is good? Italics? Question mark? Uh, I'm still not sure we can score. But <laughs> outside yeah. of that, everything else I think is pretty good. It's Yeah. 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 It, it was it was just a really impressive performance. I mean, I going into this match, I, I mean, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. I mean, I, I sort of felt like they were kind of better at us at every position, including managerially. And uh, now, I don't know. I mean, it was, I, those, those things probably, you know, can still be true, but um, that England team, I, I don't really understand what happened with them today. I mean, that was about as flat as yeah. as they're ever going to look. And I, I think we deserve some credit for that, obviously. But um, I mean, the U.S., was, they were so organized. Like that was what really surprised me more than anything else was, you know, we were able to overcome Walker Zimmerman, and I think that's that's huge. I mean, he he tried to make it. He tried to give England a chance late, and and maybe if Kane scores on that uh, on that free kick that resulted from another Zimmerman mistake, we would be yeah. um, you know singing a different song right now. But as I it think, is, yeah, I I think in this match Zimmerman was made better by Tim Ream and Matt Turner continuing to have a good tournament, mm-hmm. and Zimmerman he. I think he can play a little looser because he can, you know, there is some trust. And I'm watching, watching Matt Turner, especially against England, he looks like a, like a world-class goalkeeper. I mean, back up at, yeah. at Arsenal, you wonder for how much longer before Arsenal maybe send him out on loan. I mean, I mean yeah. they would want to keep Matt Turner as, as a cup keeper. This is going to be a Homer episode of the yeah, World Cup. Yeah, just get Minute. ready. They're not yeah, I mean, like this, we're just going to yeah. own the fact that we're Americans. Sorry for all of our Ecuadorian well, listeners mean, England, out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, England and the, England and, uh, in North America, or in, you know, England and the United States are our, our two um, largest audiences. So I, I think this is fairly yeah. uh, interesting territory for a lot of it. It was also the featured match of the day, right? It, or, yeah. You know, in a sense, it was the final game of the day. And I think... Um, yeah, I, I I was really impressed with Turner as well. Yeah, it could be like an Emmy Martinez situation. It's kind of funny because uh, Zach Steffen is the one who, um, you know, is is a backup for Ederson. But I, I, there were some like Ederson-ish moments from from Turner today. Just so patient with the ball, right? Yeah. Like just like taking yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. When he's got the ball touch. at his yeah. feet and he's yeah. he's got the the confidence to uh, dink it around uh, an oncoming attacker and play the. The smart mm-hmm. pass. I agree. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, yeah. Our friend Mike Crowder would be crediting Mikel Arteta. Like that was pure Arteta <laughs> ball being played by Matt Turner. There, but I, I wonder with England. First of all, it was um, the the chat amongst our like 
always cheating like side community. There were a lot of UK folks in our, our Slack chat forum and it was just all dour, sad comments and, um, and continually calling the match dull, drab, a boring affair. And I was trying to reconcile myself with that because I was I was thrilled for 90 <laughs> minutes. Too. I watched it with, with about 10 people in my house and... We were screaming for ninety minutes. Yeah. Like now, of course, because we're because we're U.S. fans, and the match is gonna feel a like right out of the gate. It's gonna feel more thrilling and engaging from the American point of view because the U.S. had the better of the attacking opportunities, held a lot of the ball through great stretches of the game, and seemed to actually be a bit more cavalier. So then you get to the question you just asked, Josh, of like I don't you don't know what happened with England. This is what I believe English fans have been complaining about for the last two years with Gareth Southgate and his dogmatic pragmatism. And I I just wonder if not just for one game, if Southgate just committed to some sort of all-out attack version of this England team, it could be like a generational moment. Um, we, we're Americans were just like, we, we were gasping to get Gio Reina on the pitch. You look at the English bench, they've got Rashford, Foden, Grealish, all of this incredible attacking talent that can't get a look. And one of the first substitutions that Southgate makes is Jordan Henderson, a guy who's over the hill, yeah. you know, club legend at Liverpool, obviously, but um, not not game changing yeah. substitutions. They are all like as, for like substitutions. Yeah. With as soon as I too. saw Henderson, uh, yeah. you know, on the sideline, and you're like, all right, they're bringing out 35 year old Jordan Henderson. That's when you're like, okay, he's fine with the draw today, right? Like clearly, and I, I, maybe maybe that's actually unfair because I actually thought the subs that uh, England made. Uh, worked out. I mean, I thought Jack Grealish uh, really made a difference out there, and he was kind of terrifying if he had played the full 90. Well, this is kind of the story in general, which is, you know, I mean, Harry Kane uh, misses a couple of pretty big opportunities in today's match, and, you know, it sounds like he's not totally at 100% health-wise, and like, maybe you should have just started Callum Wilson, right? Like, maybe mm-hmm. we thought this stuff's all easy in hindsight, and, yeah. and you know, and, you know, Harry Kane can do other things besides just score, obviously. Uh, but I, I think that um, it, it felt like maybe this this was a roster that was in need of a little bit of a shakeup from one from one match to the next. And I don't know. I mean, again, it's like it's so hard to look at a match once it's over and, and, and use that hindsight bias. I mean, this is the, it's basically the same England team that just, you know, walloped Iran six to two. Right. And so yeah. it's hard to hard to look at that and say, oh, yeah, he needed to make radical, drastic changes to this <laughs> to face this U.S. Squad. So what, what's the domino theory here, Josh? England wallops Iran. U.S. draws with Wales and England, Iran, I wouldn't say wallop, but but handles Wales. We yeah, have. I think it should have been. Uh, I, I, let me. Uh, yeah. While you're talking, I want to go to the XG philosophy uh, Twitter feed and see what the okay. XG was because it felt like Iran had like seven golden opportunities. It's a, it's a like miracle for them. They ended up scoring twice in the, like what of the 99th and a hundredth minute or whatever, mm-hmm. because the whole, it basically it was just like opportunity after opportunity it was a great thing to, for us to wake up to. I don't know about you, but when I woke up and saw the round at one, I was, I was delighted. Yeah. I mean, it kind of made today's match a free roll, right? It was like, just don't, just don't lose by more than four goals. And you're kind of, yeah. In the driver's seat going into the final match. On, and on and from the England point of view, I mean, I expect they're going to put Wales in a coffin uh, when they play. After that. Yeah. And um, 
So England are through. I, w- I would say that that's a, a, a certainty um, as, as much as you can say that. And then it's kind of like it's the taste of World Cup, Josh. U.S. going up against Iran with everything on the line and a, a match that I think is much harder to predict. I think the, the very tetchy draw that happened between the U.S. and England, it wasn't impossible to expect that outcome. I think uh, American fans were cautious going into that match and um, England fans do do what they do. But I will, I, I will say, coming out of that match, it was married with my expectations for the U.S. going into the World Cup, or my, my desire was just play with pride and give us some building blocks for 2026 when North America oh. hosts the World Cup. We have four years now to get this squad of u.s players to figure out how to score goals and if we can do that the the predictions are going to be out of this world going into 2026 like semi-finals or bust for the american team i and and i know let's make it out of the round into the round of 16 at least but now i think i mean you know if we can briefly look ahead to that that u.s iran match now i mean first of all uh, it's certainly no guarantee that we're going to win that game i still worry about our ability to score goals and matches i agree and You know, we had seven corner kicks practically in a row, it seemed like, in the second half, and none of them really did anything. And um, and so, but, you know, but so we'll, we'll see what happens in that. And Iran, you know, um, was really, was run over by England the first time they played, and then Iran looked, you know, really good today. And so um, which version are we going to get on Tuesday? I don't know. But um, I, th- I think that that game now is um, incredibly um, exciting. And, um, and it's just, it's kind of fun to know what the stakes are. It's incredibly binary for us. A, mm-hmm. a, a draw guarantees that we're out because we would have th- three points and draw would give around four and England already has four. And so that's, they would be through. Um, and a win uh, effectively guarantees that we're through as well because we'd have five around would have four. Yeah. I guess you could, there, there would, no, even a win would be fine because, um, if Wales drew, then, um, uh, if if Wales drew with England, then Wales would still only have four points, and we'd have more. So basically, if we win that game, there is no chance we don't go through, and right. we could either finish first or second in the group, most likely second. If we draw, we're out. If we lose, we're out. And so, boom, there's your stakes. Very yeah. clean and easy. Uh, Tuesday at two p.m. Um, I know you're in a meeting, but I'm going to be watching this game and really looking forward to it. And so, you got to move this meeting, right? You got to like. Uh, you got to talk to uh, talk to the president of your company. You know, get this thing moved. <laughs> yeah, you know there are, there will be calendars being um, adjusted, being torn down and, and and rebuilt over the next few days. <laughs> I'm I'm sure of it. And I mean, it, it, and it's great to not have a bunch of dead rubbers already. We know there are going to be some huge games in the, the, the yeah. final phase. So um, yeah. Well, uh, generally feeling good about this this U.S. result. What else happened today? Yeah, so we had the we had the Group One uh, round two matches as well. Uh, Senegal uh, and again, like basically guaranteed that there's still stakes, right? Because Senegal uh, uh, defeats Qatar three to one, um, a fairly dominant performance. Like I suppose I'm happy for Qatar, Qatar that they just scored a goal uh, in the World Cup. It would have been kind of depressing if they didn't. Even you don't have to score. say that. It's fine. Yeah, okay. Well, I did. I it was a, it was an authentic feeling that I had, so I'm expressing it here uh, on the podcast. And then you had Netherlands, uh, Qatar, and Netherlands are Netherlands Ecuador. And excuse me, of course, Ecuador and I, Netherlands are, in my opinion, incredibly lucky to have escaped with a draw in that match. 
Ecuador looked excellent. Like we, you were talking yesterday about what kind of version of Ecuador we were going to see today, but mm-hmm. they look good. Like it, it's not just Enter Valencia or well, if he, you know, if he's seriously injured, I'm not sure. He, you know, they took him off in the stretcher, but then he sat on the sidelines afterwards. So you know, you never know. The stretcher. I does think not he's mean just anything. he's just enjoying yeah. being treated like royalty. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. if you could get, it's like a king being <laughs> escorted from one chamber to the next on those like yeah. chairs that uh, people carry. <laughs> Uh, I think he's milking this injury just for transportation reasons. (laughs) Yeah, it looked like he's the 11th time he's gone down in 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 these first two games. Uh, But I think that um, I think Ecuador looks really solid. I'm really impressed with how 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 much they were going for it in that match, Uh, even after they they you know, it's just watching these World Cup games. It's it's a lot different than watching club football. Right. Because you have to there has to be a strategic component to the way that you play. Right. And so near the end of that match. Um, it's pretty, you know, pretty clear that a draw suits both sides fairly well, right? Yeah. Both both teams already had a win. They 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 both have four points here in the next group. They 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 both likely could lose their next match and still go through. Yeah. So there was really no reason to like absolutely go for it at the end of that at the, at the end of that game. And it's it's useful to remember that watching these matches sometimes it seems like the games can get very dull. But it really just it just makes a lot of practical sense for them to do that. Yeah. Um, and we'll see even more of that in the in the you know in the third round. Um, you know, uh, certainly. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we, we predicted it, Josh. The story of this World Cup is going to belong to Cody Gakpo. And, uh, the young guys. I mean, how old is Gakpo? He's like 22 or something, right? This is like this is the uh, age age centric World Cup minute this week. I love it. <laughs> well, he's only, but it just no. I mean, I mean that in a positive way though. He's twenty three, and it just you know it feels like um, we're just seeing a lot of exciting young players from lots of different countries emerge, and that is fun. And you know, yeah. I think that it's uh, something that I am sort of really looking forward to. It's uh, it's funny how when you get older, you'd think like you'd have a. It would be weird to to be you know in your thirties and forties watching these like nineteen year olds like at some point you'd be like oh this is dumb but to me it's like I I enjoy it like I you know it's like at some point it becomes it stops becoming any kind of like vicarious thing even you know or or maybe it is maybe it's more vicarious I don't really know it's just this feeling like great like they're out there having fun I'm enjoying watching them play like there's no element of like 
oh, this isn't my generation of players anymore. Mm-hmm. Or like this, you know, I'm just, you know, and so it's sort of like I, I like the pure sport of it. I'm really into it. It's just fun. It feels good for the health of the game to see all these like really young, exciting players. And, and then you stop and you start to think about the idea of eternity and mm-hmm. um, the yeah. mind reels. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll talk more about uh, black holes <laughs> later and their time warping effects. So um, I think uh, Ecuador and Netherlands, I think they're... I, We'll see. I mean, you know, I, I suppose uh, Senegal Netherlands now is uh, a match that it feels very Ecuador to me uh, should be. Um, wait, Senegal? No, Senegal Netherlands already played, and so now Correct. we have uh, yeah Qatar, Ecuador Ecuador yeah Qatar Netherlands. Uh, you, you just see Netherlands will win that match, and so Ecuador Senegal Brandon is is you know the the match for all the all the marbles, and, and you know I, I suppose Ecuador uh, just needs to play for a draw in that match, but um, you know. Um, Obviously, uh, Senegal is really going to be going for it, and so yeah. um, I, I doubt that match ends nil nil. I think we'll see a couple of goals on both, you know, at least a goal on both sides for that. Yeah, one. for sure. And I, 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 credit to Senegal. This is a, a theme through the Always Cheating mm-hmm. podcast. There is always a hashtag credit to, and I think Senegal. Uh, when that Qatar goal goes in, you could uh, feel deflated, but they just came back and, and wrestled control of the match back again and I'm, I'm glad to see them on the verge of ha- of possibly getting out of the group and having a good tournament yeah. without Sadio Mane and uh, I think their kits look beautiful I think I will give Senegal um, the kit, kit of the day uh, okay. the less we say about the US and England kits the better I believe that neither of these teams are destined to win the tournament because we cannot um, we cannot make these kits uh we can't make statues of players and we can't immortalize these kits in team photographs. They're that bad. So uh, those are the losers. Senegal is the winner. Uh, Netherlands, uh, I'm sorry, you can't win every time you wear your all orange kit, but I'll mention you. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on to Sunday or Saturday's match. Excuse me. It's one of those. It's a holiday weekend here in the U.S. So it's a it's a Friday that feels like a Saturday, Brandon, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Saturday's matches, we have, uh, oh, I'm delighted to see that Tunisia-Australia is the 5 a.m. game tomorrow. I know we've got <laughs> Australian listeners, but that is that is a match uh, where the stakes are somewhat low. I mean, I, I'm glad that Australia got that opening. They have that, like, fun... 30 minutes in that in that France game. <laughs> yeah. Uh but I um so that that that's the early match on on uh on Saturday and then um the other you know the other group is um you know the the, the other part of group C is uh, France Denmark uh and I'm sort of curious if France can replicate uh, how well they looked in the Australia match. I mean I think that they um I, it's interesting to I wonder if it, you know maybe there is something about just Having Benzema out maybe simplifies things for them a little bit, right? And it's they're sort of yeah. they know exactly how they want to play now, and um, you know, so I, I don't know. I mean, in, in Denmark, I think they had it's slightly disappointing draw in um, their opening match, uh, but I, I still am really a believer in this Denmark team, and um, I don't. It wouldn't like surprise me if Denmark got some kind of results um, out of this game. Yeah, it's going to be a test for France. If France are going to be as good as as they are predicted for this tournament, they are going to have to get through Denmark. And if they do, if they're able to push Denmark aside, then I think that that's actually like putting a marker down for the France side. But now you have a perfect opportunity for the Danish to reestablish themselves as as dark horse teams, even if they can hold for a draw or like a very tight 1-0, 2-1 loss that could be you know horrible for Denmark's chances of of getting out of the group but still um decent enough for the federation 
Yeah, and they, and they may still be okay too because they have the um, the Australia match yeah. uh, to be to be played still as well. Yeah. So even a, even a loss isn't necessarily a, a killer for them. Yeah. Um, poor Australia. I mean, you know, but it's just that that is unfortunately there are a few a few sides that are that are weaker than the others. Brandon, this is not. Um, <laughs> You know, this is not necessarily a judgment. These are just facts, unfortunately. Yeah, this is not. Yeah, exactly. It's a beautiful country that I want to visit uh, very soon. Um, but and by the way, that's Group D, not Group C. The other matches are the, are the Group C matches uh, on Saturday, and those are the ones that I am super excited about. I mean, Poland Saudi Arabia is mm-hmm. classic World Cup match. Would not necessarily set my uh, my YouTube TV to record this one if it was played in February, but uh, I think this is going to be really exciting to see if the Saudi Arabia can. I saw they they declared a national holiday after the Argentina yeah. win, and so it's you know it's huge match for them. If they beat Poland, if they win that game, then wow, like the stakes are super high, especially for Mexico, and you wonder if Mexico could. Uh, you know, get a result. They they play the final match on um, on Saturday. They play uh, Mexico Argentina, which now is like the stakes are incredibly high yeah. for for both squads. Really exciting. I am clearing out a bunch of episodes of Fixer Upper on my YouTube TV to make room for Poland, Saudi you Arabia. Are, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm pressing thumbs down on a, on a lot of episodes of Monk to make room for <laughs> for some World Cup recordings. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I think this could be for for Group C. You look to like hit a hit a hard reset in in favor of the favorites, where yep. Poland get a result against Saudi Arabia and Argentina get a result against Mexico. The stakes are easily highest for Argentina, picked as tournament favorites, and uh, they 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 lose to Saudi Arabia. Mexico is definitely not the team you want to see come up next in the hat. If you're Argentina, yep. because they're a vintage tournament team, and they're gonna they're gonna harry you and, and make life yep. very difficult. A lot, on, a lot of veterans in that yeah. squad. Yeah. On the other hand, I, this is n- not by any stretch a strong Mexican side, and if Argentina just get their heads on straight, I think they could steamroll them. Yeah, I, I think they could too, and maybe that's in some ways the the most likely result uh, mm-hmm. th- that we see. But I think that it, you know it's, it's pretty interesting. I think um, the question with Mexico is whether they can score. It's kind of the same question the U.S. has, right? Which is sort yeah. of they can they can do a lot of things right, but can they actually you know finish? And um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, if Argentina you know continues to play tight every year, every World Cup, there's one favorite, you know, one like top five favorite that seems to go out early and uh you know in some years some years there's there's many but it feels like Argent, Argent, you know germany maybe may fall into that camp as well this year uh but i think that it's you know the pressure is really on argentina tomorrow and um i don't know so yeah we'll we'll see what happens i mean it's, like you said it's it's probably like the last squad they wanted to play i thought poland would be a little bit easier but mexico's going to be way up for this game uh and mexico's going to be solid enough that it's just it, it's hard to imagine a scenario where argentina just steamroll them 4-0 yeah. right it feels like it's going to be a way way tighter match than that Okay, so we've we've covered it. World Cup minute. What happened today? What happened tomorrow? We uh, didn't talk about Christian Pulisic. Okay. Yeah. What did What did not. you think yeah. of Pulisic's performance against England? If that crossbar ball is four inches lower, we're talking about him as having his greatest ever moment as a as a U.S. player, and uh, you know you never know like the butterfly effect of that goal, right? Mm-hmm. It sort of does it. Kind of like the Canada Belgium game a couple days ago. You know, if they score that pen early on, how mm-hmm. does that change the result? And so um, 
I don't want to assume that if he'd scored that goal, we we win one nil. But um, that was that you know that's what we that's that's what he brings to the table, right? Is a little bit of specialness. I think. Other than that, I felt like he was. I don't know. I mean, it was a. I thought it was a really great team performance, and he's part of the team. Yeah. And so I thought that he did some good things. Um, I feel like when I talk about the U.S. being unable to score, it's hard for me to be too grumpy about him because he's the one who created that amazing opportunity for Tim Weah in the opening match. Um, but someone's got to get in the box for this U.S. team, right? Like somebody's got to do something in there. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I felt like there was an opportunity late where he passed it when he should have shot it. Um, yeah. I don't know. What did you think? I I thought it was a great match for him. Um, it was. I think it was a, a very good match for him. However, I agree with the fact that you put it as a. It was an exceptional team performance. And this is something I'm, I'm starting to come away with as a, as a big overriding theme for the tournament. We can kind of close the episode on this. And I think this is something we can look for is, you know, complaining about Southfield or not Southfield. Why do I always call him that? Southgate. Southgate not playing his best attacking players. Why isn't Burhalter giving more minutes to Reina or Aronson? What we're seeing are systems. Some systems are flourishing in the World Cup. Other systems are not quite working at the moment. But it's a lot of nations choosing a system, picking the players that fit that system. There's I'm blanking on his name. There's a Japanese player at Celtic who is a standout at Celtic but was not selected for the Japan side because the manager said he does not fit within the system that we play. And then you see Japan come out and get the result that they do and you say systems work. And for whatever we're saying about Burhalter, whatever English fans would say about Southgate, these systems are are battle ready and are being battle tested and I'm um, I'm, I'm getting a bit more sympathy for what it's like to be in charge and to manage a, a national team. It's, it's not easy, especially when you've got no. huge pools of talent. No, it's – yeah, and it's hard to come away from that match. You might have – I mean, honestly, what you should have asked me was what I think about Bearhalter, right? Because that's, that's <laughs> yeah. almost the, an, the answer you gave there. I think yeah. uh, I'm feeling a little bit better as well. I still feel like the introduction – you know, if you introduce uh, some of the attacking talent that they brought in, right, Reyna and um, Aronson, uh, probably Aronson, um, Aronson, Lake. Shaq Moore. I didn't think Shaq Moore did anything. He was uh, he was not yeah. he did not add. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But I thought that Aronson and Reyna added um, something, and Reyna won a foul late. I feel like they could have done something more in that. Foul. They, they blew kinda, that for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I felt like um, it would have been interesting to see what they did in 20 minutes or 30 minutes uh, of that game. But it's hard for me to come out of this match thinking, oh, yeah, like this is, a you know, that like we we blew it or like we, you know, we could have. I, I mean, it's hard not to feel like we could have scored at least. Yeah. I mean, but again, you don't know how like, again, you, you just don't know. It's very frequently that you, you've seen this multiple times in this World Cup, right? One team scores one goal and it completely changes the chemistry of a game, right? The other mm-hmm. team goes out there and scores an equalizer or, or multiple goals, I'm sure, thereafter, like in the, like the France-Australia game. So you just never really know um, how a goal is going to impact things. And so I don't want to assume that if we had scored – in the 60th minute that we would have won this game. So uh, I, I think if you told me uh, a nil-nil draw was our result going into today, I would have snatched it from you, you know, absolutely, especially considering what happened in the uh, the Wales game. Now we control our destiny. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm coming out of it feeling pretty good. And, like, uh, a friend of mine who was watching uh, the match with me today said, um, you should, 
have to win a game to get through your group. <laughs> and like, yeah, we yeah. got to beat Iran. And if we can't beat Iran, then yeah. then we don't really deserve to go through anyway. Three yeah. point, you know, I don't want three draws. I want one actual win yeah. to get us through. And so, you know, if we don't win, then then that's then that's fine. You know, we have we we've already have not embarrassed ourselves, right? We're going to come out of this with two draws against two quality squads. Um, even if we lose uh, to Iran next Tuesday, it's not going to feel like our. First of all, we've already had our worst ever performance because uh, I was, uh, you know, I remember t- uh, Italy two thousand eight, right? And we uh, finished thirty two out of thirty two squads. So um, we've already, I've already seen that happen. That's not going to happen this time around. So um, I don't think. I, I, I don't think it's unlikely yeah. anyway. So um, yeah, so I'm, I'm feeling pretty good going to next next Tuesday's match. Great. Well, let's go out there and uh, seize our destiny. And that is our advice to our listeners as well. You know, outside of the World Cup, you've got destinies. Go seize them. Also, uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the World Cup Minute and share with all your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe for audio. If you're listening on audio, go watch us on YouTube. Perfect. All right. Talk to you soon, Brandon. Bye. Bye. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.